Hello and welcome to Movie of the Year, the only podcast with the science and the screaming to pick the best movie for any given year. We are deep, very deep into our 1973 season. And some of the movies we, we've done, uh, Ryan, you're here with me as always. Have you been shocked by some of the movies that, that we've been seeing? I can't believe how good, yes. bad, yes. Middle, medium, yes. there middle. Are, there are some mid movies in there, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, and everything in between those three. Uh, Taylor, have you been? Are you surprised with what's made it into the bracket so far? I haven't been paying attention, man. Yeah, I don't even. I just vibe, man. You take life as it comes, right? I take life as it comes, and then I forget yesterday as soon as yes. today arrives. Yes, man, that is the that is the way to go. How did I get here? What am I doing? Did I take my pills? Honestly, brother, someone else's problem, not mine. I think we could deal with those issues at another time. I have been surprised by the movies of of seventy three. They are gritty. Uh, they uh, they are not like they're not co- totally finished and polished, and what I'm wondering, gentlemen, is is that does that reflect is that reflected in our music of '73? Do we see similarities between the sounds of '73 and the sights and sounds of '73? I it's so hard because unless you're watching a documentary, um, any movie that takes place in '73 is still going to be very changed by what has happened since then. Yes. I know about the songs that I like from 73. Yes. Were those the ones that were on the radio then? I have no fucking clue. Okay, let, let me... I'm just gonna... I'm gonna have a huge breach of protocol here, right? I'm just gonna throw one out there, though, because there is a song that is so time-bound to 73 that I feel like has not escaped in a meaningful way. Frank Sinatra's The Year is 1973. <laughs> the, the year is 73, baby, not 74, Right? Don't tell me about 75, you whore. Um, Tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. If I had said to you, what year does that song come from? What do you think you would say, Taylor? 1870s? Yeah. Yeah. I straight up, I went doing a little bit of research for this this episode. You went to the hill. He's talking about the hill, listeners, where you're allowed to go to think. Yeah. I, I saw this pop up and I was like, that's not... A real song no that's not a real song that exists outside of like a, a children a children's choir is <laughs> it's taught that in the fourth grade to perform for their parents and the, all the parents go oh good yeah my mom is kind of this square and like somebody who would listen to this at and, this time people thought that it was maybe even hip to be square and like she will talk like she'll talk about how when she was a kid which was a little before 73 uh songs that were popular were like uh, the Ballad of the Green Beret. Yeah. yeah. Like, just crazy shit. Like, shit that you would teach I love when the army sing. shoots. <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite song. Here comes the boys in green. Uh, yeah, the uh, 73, as we've talked a lot during the season, is the year that uh, Vietnam finally drew to a conclusion. And uh, people people were pretty excited about those troops coming home. So they, uh, they played that song and then spit on them as they walked yeah. through the airport. <laughs> bring, uh, bring your boys back home. And hate them. But I, I felt like there is a there's a gritty uh, uh, like sort of unpolished sound to the music of '73 that I really found myself digging. Ryan, have you had a chance to listen to any of this on vinyl? Of course I have, Greg. How uh, warm was that? Do it. It's been so long since I talked to the audience about vinyl. Vinyl, yeah, yeah. Um, it's still warm, and the crackle. 
you got to oh, hear this man. crackle. Oh, you're doing it wrong if you're hearing crackle, folks. You got you got to get yourself one of those anti-static brushes. Take care of your vinyl. <laughs> oh no, I have an anti-anti-static brush to get uh, puts more, more crackle. <laughs> puts more yeah. crackle. Maybe even some snap and pops. I am pouring Rice Krispies on the record. That's uh, that is actually the preferred okay. method of listening to anything by like the Archies or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> A song that was probably popular in the '70s. Um, when we start, not that we're starting now, when we did start this season, uh, we always talk about like, um, have we started the decade yet or is this still rolling yes, over that's from a good the question. decade? Um, I don't know totally, at least with a lot of what I listen to, what the seventies sound like yet, because this, there's some classic rock trash that I listened to when I was a kid, but I feel like the sixties are just maybe adding a guitar. Maybe a little guitar to like um, some of the soul or funk, but really it's, I feel like the 60s are still going on a little bit. Yeah, I think that 73 is the first year of the 70s. I yeah. think that 70s sound develops in, in 73. And that's usually, in the, when we've gone in the years past, usually the, the preceding decade goes until like the two yeah. of, the, of, of the next one. So that would make sense. And also, I feel like most of the music moves at the speed of the bass guitar in this year and that allowed the bass to be real funky uh just walking around exploring the space and i thought that that was most of the songs are pretty bass forward and that is nice a nice groovy sort of laid back sound i also think it's weird when we go back this is the farthest we've ever gone back yeah and when you go back to a certain point um genres disappear and the genre becomes the early 70s yes so like when if you were growing up in the 70s, these would be on 10 different radio stations. But now, they're all on one. You yeah. know? Or when I, even when I was a kid, they were all on one. So it's just, this is the 70s sound as opposed to, um, and we'll get into the nitty-gritty of the genres, but like as far as my radio listening goes, there wasn't like 70s punk, 70s funk, 70s soul. It was just, this is old, you know? Yes, very much so. Well, we will help develop that 73 sound starting right now. What Something that we should have chosen ahead of time, but we did not do, so I'll just do on the fly, is does anyone have a strong feeling about being in the opening or the closer? Hmm. I've got a perfect opener. Okay, so. Taylor, you're going to be my opener. Ryan, you're going to be my closer, closer. And I'll be stuck in the middle with me. Uh, so, T-Money, let's throw to you right away. You said you had the perfect opener. The perfect opener. This is the way we're going to do it, listeners, if, if this is your first playlist with us, is we're going to kind of construct this thing on the fly, uh, except for the opener and the closer, which we are locking in as our first and final picks. The rest of these we're going we're gonna to monkey with and, and, and move up and down the, the playlist and try to construct it in real time. That's part of the challenge. But this is going to be out there, our shining song on a hill. T-Money. What is it gonna be? Uh, what I what I'm what I'm gonna pick is going to be. Uh, it's when you're thinking about me and you're thinking about yes. Uh, dildos and you're thinking about yeah dildos or 1973 yeah and music in that era. What I'm thinking of is immediately Steely Dan's reeling in the fucking years. You're starting right away with guitars. Oh, yeah. 
it, it's a it's a warm summer day. It's 1973. Oh, it's summer as fuck, and like you're probably at a barbecue, and that comes on, and you're taking notice. Ryan, you're the company's resident dad. Uh-huh. How hard was it to prevent yourself from getting up and going and washing the car? Like just <laughs> listening to that riff. Um, after I watched all episodes of Yellowstone. Uh, <laughs> I will say that it has been a solid 20 years of my life trying to get into this band. Yeah. Um, cannot do it. I Still? Yeah. Wow. Oh, no. You're Even missing out. Having given birth to a baby from my balls. Yeah. Still can't do it. Um, is it true, Taylor? Because you are... Just a, you're a Dan fan. Oh, I'm. You're I'm, a Steely fan. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm a Steely fan. I'm a big Dan head. Yeah, uh, I'm all about it. Is do you, is it? I have a theory that I'm too music dumb to know how what these two gentlemen are doing to actually appreciate it. So it just feels boring. It's. I feel like I, I hear what you're saying. I don't like I, Good Charlotte. I, I don't think that you are um, music dumb, but I will say like there is an aspect of this band where if you're not sitting down with people to talk about how great Michael <laughs> McDonald's backing vocals are on Peg, like it, it, there's some aspect of it that's probably lost Wait, a little bit. The Dildo Band has a song called Peg. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> and it's and it's the best song ever written and put to, and put to vinyl. Uh, if it were 77, it would be on there right away. Uh, but yeah, like definitely. And I think this is probably like emblematic of when we talk about like the beginning of like the 70s sound. I think this is like they're studio musicians. Yeah. And people of the era were like, these guys don't tour. They're, yeah. not, they're not like real musicians. They just sit in the studio. Uh, and I think that it became like they kicked sort of that off in a lot of the 70s. It was like sort of like. Like this punk rock version of Square or this Square version of punk rock all at the same time? Yeah. They're, like This is like pop, prog, jazz, rock fusion where they're just like, what if we just impressed each other? All right. I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. I, I'm going to go next. And my pick is it has to fall right behind Steely Dan. And I think I wonder if it will stay here. The, we gotta. We always have to manage the mood on these playlists. And I think usually we go fast, slow, fast. Yeah. And I think this time there's a chance that we're going to need to instead go slow, slightly less slow, <laughs> slow again. But let's see. Uh, so I'm going to go with Crocodile Rock by Elton John. Uh, Elton John just uh, loving the the sound at this time. Um, and again, there's like a little bit of that, that rawness to this, but a, a lot of the fun. This would have been my opener. I remember when Rock was young. Me and Susie had so much fun. Holding hands and skimming stones. Had an Ugochever and a place of my own. But the biggest kick I ever got. Uh, a couple of things. One, if you look at the width of the nose of the song, it's actually an alligator rock. Ha! Number one. Number two, this is also, maybe it doesn't sound like Tie Another Ribbon, but this is also, is this 50s? Is this 60s? Like, it's timeless. It sounds like kind of an oldie, the doo-wop oldie, but... Yeah, I think that that opening line, right? I remember when Rock was young and, like, harkens back to that. And, yeah, the it's a lot livelier, uh, a lot more up-tempo than some of the other songs. But um, it's got that bridge that... It's got, like, a, a time for white people to scream, which I think is so important for songs. It's got a wah! <laughs> yeah, and that's going to give your white party goers a time to really yell and burn Absolutely. off some of that energy that you just don't kind of want 
yeah. your white party goaters have too much of, right? Yeah, because if it builds up, then they're going to get the zoomies and they're going to start yes. crashing stuff. Yes. It is my, this, this is a whole genre of song, which is, it comes on and everyone's like, I don't like that song. Yeah. 30 seconds later, they are singing at the top of their lungs. Yeah, I think the first five seconds, you're like, oh man, this one. Really? But this then, oh man. And I've seen him do it live as an old man. It's still fun. All right, let's go to Ryan, who's at Ryan's Vinyl Collection, to check in with the collection. Ryan, are you there? Um, I am. I don't have "Can't Buy Me a Thrill" because Steely Dan sucks, but I do have. Wow, uh, son of a bitch! I, wow. I will murder you in your. Seat. I do own "Don't Shoot Me." I'm just the piano player by Elton John on vinyl, so we're yeah. halfway there, guys. Probably this guy will come up later, but "Don't Shoot Me." I'm just the piano player. Such a better vibe than Piano Man. Yes, that's really what it should be. You should apologize for the fact that you're trying to that you spent all those years learning how to play that instrument. It's a bad instrument. I'll say it. Too many, too many things going on in there. Man, too jangly. Yeah, too jangly. Too heavy. You gotta have <laughs> big old box full of strings to do shit. You gotta have two of them to make re- any real like full sound. Yeah, I mean. not for me. Not for me. All right, Ryan. Hopefully, your one was not going to be a piano concerto or something because now you're going to feel like an absolute fool. Oh god, I feel so dumb. Yeah. Uh, I am going to go with something that um, has. Uh, gained a lot of popularity over the last 10 years, but I liked it before that. Um, I do own this on vinyl, but the band is not on the cover. Uh, Chris Pratt is on the cover of the vinyl that I own. (laughs) And I'm going to go, Taylor, I'm going to go right between Steely Dan and Crocodile. Great. I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me. I, I think I just figured it out. Do you know what so much of the Steely Dan thing is for me? It's not. I, I, they're very talented. There musicians. was never a CGI dancing baby that went with. Kind of. <laughs> um, that with these other two, it's a uh, blue suede with that song. Um, it, it, Steely Dan is not singable. You know, uh, sort of like how the Disagree. Beatles are not danceable. But you don't love doing Steely Dan in karaoke. You're everlasting summer. You can see it fading fast. I mean, <laughs> Steely Dan is music for the conversation pit. Yes, that is exactly. True. Yeah, it's for it's for doing cocaine and it's having and having a conversation on a bar stool. It's waiting for your old lady to come back yeah. from <laughs> the key party, and you can go. You drive home. Wait, you're at home. Kid. She took no, your okay. keys to no, the key party. No, okay. Here's what's going on in the scenario. You're in the conversation pit. Yeah, because you have finished your part of the key party. And is this pit and like you're a like lower yes. living room? This with is stairs down into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah, it's like the full sunken conversation. But you're sitting around. Everybody's eating fondue. Uh, and um, you're you're waiting for your wife to come back from like because everyone went to their own rooms. You're done already, and she's coming back, and you're like, "Man, listen to some Steely Dan." So you were at the party, yeah, but you're just done. Uh, that is actually a perfect way of describing Steely Dan, <laughs> and that's how I like to be at a party. <laughs> so that really is checking a lot of boxes for me. All right, Ryan, we're gonna do Serpentine. No, no that way. Not. I land with that. Yes, last of course, page. we're not gonna do Serpentine. That's what you were about to say because that's what I decided. Uh, and instead, we're going to go back to T-Money. Great. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm trying to figure out where I want to put this. Uh, and I think I'm going to I think I'm going to put this after Crocodile Rock uh, is is how I'm feeling. And what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to put Midnight Train to Georgia. Oh, my goodness. Heck yeah. Uh, by Gladys Knight and the Pips.
much for the man. God, an era. Here's here's why it's my era, right? Um, because you were because you were like a, a full grown adult then, and like <laughs> reaching maturity. It was my forty seventh birthday. Yeah, and just to uh, I'm gonna dress my male backup singers in the same costume and have choreography. Fuck you! Yes. I'm there. I'm so there. Yeah, so on board. That's why I love Rebecca Black currently. <laughs> uh, and this is one of the songs that like they like. Her voice uh, has such a, a landscape to it that I feel like we've lost a little bit since the 70s. There's so many 70s songs where, like, I feel like you there's more, like, intimate knowledge of the singer's voice uh, for good or ill. Like, sometimes you hear uh, maybe a little quali- qualities that you wouldn't hear anymore that would be polished out. Yeah, we've right. S- we've sandblasted away the, the sort of character of a lot of voices. Is this your nice way of saying Gladys Knight is bad at singing? No, because she's amazing. Um, but it leads into my pick, and I think that there is that same, a little bit of that same vibe, um, which is I'm going to go with Roberta Flax killing me softly with his song, and I put it right after um, Midnight Train. This is a cover of the Fuji's? This is a cover of the Fuji song. Singing my life with his words. Killing me softly with his song. Killing me softly with his song. Telling my whole life with his words. Killing me softly with his song. <laughs> but uh so i feel like you can hear in her voice in this song that she's got a powerful good voice but that it is a little strained at time of recording and she has to sort of like keep it within the bounds to keep control of it and it kind of uh it frays a little bit at the sides near the end and i just find all of that so enchanting really that um, it almost sounds like this is a working singer who's kind of like running out of bullets, mm-hmm. but like uh, <laughs> still still performing. And I just I don't know. Maybe I'm harping on this too much, but I, I feel like we've ne- we need everything to be a little bit too antiseptic nowadays. Yeah, or samey. Like we just love the sameness because if it's different, it's bad. I feel like they're literally nowadays going with a computer and just like highlight that part and then erase it or something it's like we're all toddlers who if it's not chicken tenders we don't want it like get it all to taste like that yes that's i do have a kid that's this is where all my analogies are going to come from i feel like before you have a kid you're like i'm not going to become one of those parents that just feeds them chicken tenders but then like fuck you you're an idiot that's all they'll eat i've watched my sister raise six kids and like they're like listen you can try with this vegetable stuff as long as you want. I will outlast you and i will have chicken tenders if i had fucking six kids i would feed the first one Chicken tenders and human centipede all the way back. <laughs> um, vinyl check on this one. Uh, so, so so far, Steely Dan is the only one I don't own on vinyl. Okay, and you're this, missing out, my man. Never gonna happen. This one is Roberta Flack at a piano, but when you open the vinyl, parts of the piano open up ah, with it. Forget so, it, yeah. man. The artistry of like the the album as like a presentation as a whole thing. I really there is something that we have. I also am going to request people settle down a little bit, though. Um, I got my wife Renaissance for something, her birthday, and it's a giant, the Beyonce album is a giant box set with 17 booklets, and like uh-huh. every vinyl is inside a different thing. 
let's calm down, folks. One little Beyonce, when you open it up, she just says, I'm in this shit. Yeah. Yes, you are. Queen. And now you have All to right. raise her and feed her. <laughs> yeah, that is that does seem like to be going like a little bit overboard. Mm. That's the people who fetishize it too much. Uh, th- this song is just an absolute all-timer. It's a banger. It's a banger. It, th- I think the 70s have a lot of songs that are slow, and so you're like, oh, that's going to be boring. But they're like, no, because it's slow, we're going to explore more of the instrumentation and we're going to like really settle into this. And I just, I really like that, um, that pace. I like the pace of so much of the music from this time, I guess, cause I'm getting old. So I'm slowing down. Uh, Ryan, you wouldn't know anything about that. Mm-mm. What, where would you like to go next? Uh, after from Gladys Knight from Elton John is just an all time zero horniness person. But then we went to night to flack. Are we horny now? Oh, I think we're horny now. I'm going to Roberta uh, after Roberta flack. Oh damn. Really hard to pick this version and not the classic Jack Black version, but dude, Jack Black follows like his vocal pattern. He doesn't sing as well, obviously, although Jack Black sings pretty well. Uh, but he follows his vocal pattern so closely that, and we've talked about this with with seventies, the seventy three movies so far. But this song is hard to approach, not having heard it so many times. Sure, like yeah. it's very hard to hear this in a fresh way and one way that that's specifically very difficult is it is hard for me to hear this song without hearing Jack Black like kind of singing over it mm. and that is a weird experience because and it's because he follows the pattern exactly because he knows it so well. But like that's the only way to do it is if you know it so well because if you're trying to sing along with a lot of these people like Marvin Gaye, like Gladys Knight, um, you, you either have to turn the vocal track off so you can do your own thing because they're doing their own singing. Yeah. They're just playing in and out of the notes and the beats that like they're just making it their own that like you have to memorize it. I do feel like you you listen to this song and at first your brain just tells you you've heard this song so many times before. But I feel like a minute into it, you settle down. Thank you, brain. Message received. <laughs> you're right. No, you. I have heard this song no, before. I have. You're a big guy. You're doing it. Uh, and then you kind of like that turns off and you just listen to it and that's re- where you really like hear the genius. It's different than Enter Sandman which your brain's like no, no more. I can't <laughs> fucking do that <laughs> do it. Alright, very good. T-Money, we are going back to you. Fantastic. Now... Have we gone completely in order so far? <laughs> I, I think... Yeah. Maybe we're so naturally gifted now at this point of building mixtapes. Yeah. We're just doing that. Mix- so just like, what we have so far is starting off Steely Dan reeling. I Can't Stop This Feeling by Blue Suede. Crocodile Rock by Elton John. Midnight Train by Gladys Knight. Killing Me Softly by Roberta Flack. And Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. All of which has flown, gone in order, which you can do, yes. Taylor. Don't take... I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of... I'm thinking... I'm trying to figure out if we have any sort of like rough transitions in here we don't but i think they're and coming and so that's where yeah. you, it's almost like you have to choose where you're gonna insert that i it, typically taylor it's your job to uh strike now for me and greg's future mistakes. to repair yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so what i'm gonna do is i'm going to fuck this is this is tough because i'm looking i'm looking at what i've got here and i'm gonna put in I'm gonna put in between 
Crocodile Rock and Midnight Train, we're going to be adding a little bit of Superfly. Oh, damn. I feel like that's going to, like, I feel like somewhere in there we're going to fuck up and we're going to need, like, some sort of bridge. Now, is this the titular song or is yes. this Pusherman? Yeah. Th- no, we're doing Superfly. I thought about Pusherman, but... Graduate, uh, famously, the guy pulls it, pulls him aside and says, "I've got one word for you, plastics." If I, if I, someone were going into music, like, I'm gonna be in a band. I, I pull him aside and I say, "I have one word for you, horns." Mm-hmm. Yes, like absolutely the the amount that horns can add to a song, make it feel like an event, make it feel so much more full, so much more exciting. When those horns come in, you're just like, "Bah, take me away!" Also, if you look at what we're doing right now, um, Elton John comes on and then Superfly, and then our listeners like horns. Horny, and then then it gets worse. ah, very yeah. good. We're entering the we're entering the horn section. Yeah, is this the greatest example of all time? I'm trying to think. We already talked about Guardians of the Galaxy, but of a soundtrack absolutely shattering the movie's reputation. Yes, have uh, you guys seen Superfly? It's it's a rough movie. It's, it's, I mean, there's parts where you're just like, oh, I don't, I don't condone this. <laughs> this is rock. I was watching a brian de palma movie from 73 the other day uh and he got bernard herman to do the score alfred hitchcock's guy and it so overshadowed the movie in every way <laughs> this is curtis mayfield do you want to do the score for this or write the songs for this movie like yeah i guess and i'll i'll do as good as what the movie deserves you did not curtis mayfield <laughs> no. you overshot that by a billion remember how kendrick lamar released like a 20 song album to go along with black but, panther yeah. and black panther used like one song yeah it. thank you friend we'll take it from here thanks, thanks don't worry we've got this yeah curtis mayfield fucking crushed it on this one he like irreparable damage <laughs> if you've never seen the movie and you listen to the sound because this soundtrack's like one of the 50 greatest albums of all time yeah you're gonna put this movie together in your head that is so much that's, i've never seen the movie and i never will because <laughs> the the movie that's in my head from listening to this album is so much better okay so i think i see where the, i see where the transition is happening um and so i think what i'm gonna do is in between crocodile rock and super flea uh, I am going to go with a song from a band that must have felt like they were about to just pop off and own the world. They had this song, Radar Love, Shit. Uh, which is such a good, energetic, fun song. The band is Golden Earring, which I literally feel like I have never <laughs> heard that name in my entire life. This is like one of the most famous songs. I mean, this would have been another like stellar opening. This is my closer. Oh, was it? Sorry, yeah. dude. Good closer. I never heard this song. Yeah, you'll hear this again. Honestly, there's a part of me that thinks that this is like growing up on classic rock, quote unquote, radio stations, which none of it was classic and barely rock. <laughs> that is almost a novelty song as much as it is a real song. Like, is this a joke? You know, it just like it's a, as far as I know, one hit wonder. 
and I knew every word to this. Dude, I watched the video getting ready for this, and all I can tell you is that if you had gone to the filming of that video and said to these guys, you're going to be a one-hit wonder and this is it, they would have said, no way! We're the next big thing in rock. Every cut in the video that cuts to them, you can see the person is thinking, we're the next big thing in rock. I can't believe they just disappeared. Taylor, have you heard this song? I'm trying to... We get to the titular line here. Okay. I've heard this song. Imagine it's your dad's Wednesday. He's picking you up to take you to McDonald's, where he's just going to sit quietly yeah. while you eat McDonald's. The That's, doorless Jeep pulls yes, up to yeah, the house. Yeah, pulls up, and you can what hear I, it coming down the What street. I just understood hearing that song was, oh, I know where I've heard this. Have you ever played a NASCAR game on the PlayStation <laughs> 1? That's that's where this song lives and resides and is at home now. Oh, we have to do a mixtape at some point of... The songs I know but never remember that I only know from NBA 2K. Like, oh, man. And it kills me every time I hear it. Like, why is this song so important to me? There is, amongst video game, sports video game fans, there's a famous baseball video game because they stopped making it in 2005 where people that are fans of it know every song on the soundtrack. I swear the Killers are a big band because <laughs> they were featured on the soundtrack for uh, MVP 2005. And, of course, anytime you hear me mention MVP 2005, you know that we're going to one quick break, which we will take right now. Well, there you have it. The first part of our amazing soundtrack for 1973. There's more songs from 1973, though. There are more songs. Uh, 1973, it was a okay year for music. Um, okay year for movies, okay year for music. Ryan, will you read to us, to our sweet listeners... What we have so far. Our first song is Reeling in the Yeast Years. Years, right? Reeling in the Years, Ryan. Reeling in the Yeast. Reeling in the Years barely makes more sense than Reeling in the Yeast by Steely Dan. Uh, Blue Suede's I Can't Stop This Feeling, a.k.a. Ooga Chaka Ooga Chaka. Coming up next is Elton John's Crocodile Rock, followed by Golden Earrings, <gasps> Radar Love, Curtis Mayfield's Superfly, Gladys Knight and the Pips with Midnight Train to Georgia. After that is Roberta Flack's Killing Me Softly. And then right now, although we have a little bit more work to do, ending it is Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. And Ryan, you are right. We do have more work to do. And so we will come back in a month. Let's do uh, three weeks, five weeks. Three weeks. You know what? We'll figure out how long. Listeners. Four weeks. You just watch the, the, the feed because it'll come to you. We promise. So until then, keep listening to them 1973 songs. 